Amazon from the very beginning of Amazon was all about and still is today about their customer. And yeah. unfortunately, Amazon views their customer as the consumer, the end user of a product. Un- but what they need to know is that we as sellers are actually more consumers than their regular consumers. And then you kind of realize this with Amazon that they really don't care about us as sellers, which is really true, but it's still, you know, if you know what you're doing, it's a great place to make money as long as you follow their rules and you understand your, your position. Welcome to the Amazon files podcast brought to you by mommy income where we help others start and scale businesses on Amazon by taking small, consistent steps. Here's your host, Kristen Ostrander, a 17-year e-commerce veteran who knows a thing or two about building a seven-figure Amazon empire from the comfort of her own home. Surrounded by three energetic kids and a hunky husband, she still has an insatiable desire to see others succeed. Hey, hey, welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Amazon Files brought to you by Mommy Income. I am your host, Kristen Ostrander, and today we are talking about multiple income streams, specifically adding a new one, specifically Etsy. And so I have a friend of mine um, from way back. We spoke at a conference together. We presented at a conference together. And um, we met there and he's been doing some amazing things. Oh, we have the kitty there. So y'all, I want to introduce you to my good friend, Fernando. Fernando, how are you? Welcome to the Amazon files. Hey, how are you, Christine? As yeah, it's been a while and hey, yeah, I'm changes. excited to kind of talk about your journey. Cause I know we've kind of been, you know, like parallel moving some paths together and we, we, we've done some speaking together and we've been in the Amazon world. So I definitely want to jump into talking about our, your journey, your journey from, from Amazon and e-commerce and reselling and get into the amazing, exciting things that you're doing now with Etsy. So um, why don't you just introduce yourself and then let, let everybody know a little bit about how you, how you got into e-commerce. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Fernando Sustaira. Um, I've been in eBay since 98. I mean, I don't sell on eBay. Well, I sell eBay, whatever. I don't sell on Amazon, right? It's my, it's my liquidation website. But I've been since, since doing e-commerce since, you know, to 1998, which is hard to say, but it's 25 years. <laughs> it uh, is. <laughs> it's 25 years. I know, years. it's an OG. I'm like, I know you've been selling a little bit longer than me. I really started in 2003. So we are yes. considered OG experts in, in the space now that it's been yeah, a Yeah, today I was decades. talking to our old friend, you know, you, met, you know him, Perry. And we both both started in 98. And we were like, oh, my God. So it's starting to show, you know, that our hair is so gray. And, you know, we, we are not as skinny as we once were. And <laughs> But a... Um, we have survival, the changes and you know in cultures, changes on infrastructure, changes in technologies. One thing about e-commerce is that it changes consistently. And you're gonna be doing this as a full-time income or even as a part-time income, you have to adapt. You know, like if you go into one platform today, the marketplace that is, you know, like the promised land, uh, you know, in three years is probably is not going to be, it's probably gonna be somewhere else. So you're probably gonna be doing something else. To be honest, Amazon has lasted for a long time as a marketplace for so many people. But right now we are seeing a kind of an exodus as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that, as we saw on eBay at the time, as we saw at one point on eBay, as we have seen in so many other platforms. Did you start with eBay? Is that where your first um, e-commerce yes. experience was? Well, Most people. I started with, you know, like I started with eBay and with Amazon at the same time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not remember that Amazon actually used to have auctions mm-hmm. back in 98. So we, you know, they were trying to compete with eBay and they were making, you know, auctions and stuff like that, but it was awful to sell. People were not there buying. They were, but it was a perfect marketplace to actually go on and buy on those auctions. 
and then sell on eBay for a higher price because you know when you would get some product with eBay with 10, 20, 30 bits in Amazon it was like two, three bits. So it was people didn't really you know connect them. Amazon was for books, was for people to buy books, uh, mostly used books. And it was a good good opportunity, but you know, like then I went to then I went I took a little you know I time guess. off and I went into corporate. Uh, and, you know, I did very well, but my God, you know, it's like, and it, it out of the blue, it used you know I started getting sick again. You know, like I was like I'm getting tired of following orders. I'm getting tired of having to follow these instructions. In, in you know going into meeting rooms talking about millions of dollars for other people, and you know, and then you are like, okay, uh, we're talking very big, big, big monies for all these negotiations that I'm doing. I was in contracts. I was, I was illegal. And one day I told my wife, I'm done. I'm really done. I really love e-commerce. So I'm going back. And then the beautiful thing happened. I go laid off. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, that is what it was. Perfect timing to make Perfect a timing. transition when you were yeah. forced. Yeah, I was forced. 2015, uh, I was told a, no, 2014, I was told, yeah, thank you so much. Oil and gas industry was collapsing just like right now and you know and i took the journey and now i've been doing this now for what nine years straight full time so and adapting from amazon to Etsy, etsy shopify and you know and it's always something new mm-hmm. so obviously you like to to do multiple platforms in different places and journey from from ebay and auctions to then amazon so what was your journey like with amazon did you do um arbitrage were you into wholesale like what was your main business model when you were selling on amazon but to be honest when i came back uh and i started doing this full-time i was doing facebook market facebook groups yeah mm-hmm. you know and selling on them i I'm a toy collector. Okay, I'm a kid and hard, and I have I had like thousands of Hot Wheels. I said, okay, let me. I was gonna liquidate my collection about you know my not my collection a very small portion about fifteen hundred Hot Wheels, and a before small real, collection of fifteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was going through the groups, and I started realizing that they were very profitable selling in, in groups at the time. It was it was the Wild Wild West. Facebook wasn't regulating anything about posting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was very easy to do. Then I then I then I discovered the raffles. They, you know, you know, like 2014. Now they call them waffles because they're hiding them <laughs> or donations. But at the time it was the Wild West. We could do raffles. So I was raffling, you know, a twenty dollar Hot Wheel for like forty dollars in tickets, and it was like super profitable. So I was making like two three thousand dollars on Facebook. But I was like, okay, I'm tired of hunting for Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. And then it's when I found a little group called Lego Investing. And he was like talking about Lego. I made a couple of friends with a couple of people. Before I knew, I was buying Legos left and right. And then they told me, why are you selling these Legos? And I'm like, oh, in Facebook. And I was like, sell them on Amazon. I'm like, in Amazon? Amazon is like the worst marketplace. I had no use market Amazon in my life other than when I sold in, in the early 90s. And I'm like, why would I sell on Amazon? And it's like, you just go sell on Amazon. So I was like, Amazon is for books. It's like, no, dude. When is the last time you, have you ever heard of Amazon Prime? I'm like, no. <laughs> No, I was not it. So I went and I they helped me create an account. And before I realized I was selling, you know, Lego left and right, I learned how to negotiate aisles. I learned how to negotiate, you know, like clearances and stuff like that. And then before I realized I was selling every type of toy, I was selling, you know, like clothing, um, some groceries, groceries I hated. 
Um, but I was same. I I made money with grocery um, for many years, but I absolutely hated it. It was such a hustle to try to do grocery and try to do the expiration dates. And then if something was damaged, broken, whatever else, you just got your money back. You never got anything. Grocery to me was a nightmare. And same with like, I didn't love shoes and clothing on Amazon either because I felt like the return rates were so high. So there's definitely categories I don't like to sell in on Amazon specifically oh, for them being such a pain. My first my, my first try at groceries, I go into Kroger's and they had this huge display. It was early October and they had this huge display of Count Chocolate, you know, and I'm like, okay, I haven't seen this cereal in forever. So I said, I'm scanned it. And then I saw that they had this bundle of count chocolate, blueberry, and frankenberry. Mm-hmm. I think that's the three ones. Yeah, and the it was three, like the, the count three, chocolate cereal. And they were selling for like 20 bucks. Okay. And they were like a dollar fifty at a time. It was they had a big one of those big signs that you know buy 10, get 10, da, 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 da. And I looked at it and I'm like, okay, I can take this gamble. So I bought the whole, you know, display. And if you look at me like, orphanage you know you know you know people always ask you like oh my god you're donating this stuff yes orphanage whatever it's moving on and i miss very good money because the people started discovering it and then next year i did a decent money with them and then next year everybody was doing them right yeah Yeah. but it usually has a shelf life when you discover something new it's a year or two and someone's gonna find it exactly Mm -hmm. so then i then a couple of years later i discovered that con chocolate came with this protein bar Around the same time, and those little boxes were like a dollar seventy-five, and they were selling for like twenty-four dollars each. Mm. And I'm like, oh. so again, I bought everything, but it, but it, but it was like like those that you could make like a gold mine. Then there were some that you were like, when you send them, they will get lost in lost in you know in transfer and blah, 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 transfer from warehouse to warehouse, and then it's shell life, and then they will say you're selling things expire. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, you but you didn't spending... check it in fast enough, Amazon. You've been, you let you've it. Been transferring yeah. for like three months you know and yeah and it's like the lego like, like the oreos remember when the oreos came out mm-hmm. oh my god they were awesome like you will find it for three bucks you will sell it for 14 dollars, and it was amazing but then they will get lost and you're like okay or they will get squashed right it's yeah. like smashed and you're like eh forget about it so yeah. i say you know what no more no more groceries so toys clothing that was my jam i always felt and then I tried, were I you tried. mostly doing retail arbitrage though? Yes. And you were even arbitrage. doing arbitrage. And was I'm it just yourself or do you have a team? Did you have a team when you were doing that? I had a small team, about two people. I didn't need more. Um, you know, I, I was just they because then I started doing more print on demand and Amazon custom. It was for me was more profitable at the time. Yeah, let's talk about that transition because I know you've done a lot. Obviously, we've both been around for a couple decades and we've, you know, done eBay, then Amazon and grocery and everything else. But, you know, you had mentioned when we were, um, you know, off off camera here about your your frustrations with Amazon and what you decided to start looking into other things, which kind of landed you um, in where you're at now with the print on demand. So let's talk about a little bit of those frustrations. I know you mentioned already um, them losing your shipments and the things that are getting damaged and crushed, but what was it? Was there a final straw for you to be like, I am just done with Amazon and their, their crazy practices? Like what, what was the transition for to you be doing that? honest, it wasn't one thing that happened with a product specifically. Like in 2016, I was invited by Amazon to, I was, you know, there's a little marketplace that they call have merged by Amazon inside and they have print on demand. And 
I got I got really good at it. And they invited a group of six people. They called us the golden ticket people. They invited us to Dallas. And we went to their uh, wood facility. And we went through whole the printing process. And what they wanted us is to first try to understand us, the users, and trying to get our feedback on new product development. And, and we got some perks, to be honest. I mean, we were the first one to got pop sockets and stuff like that. So I got they got relationship with the you know with the vice president of you know of production, operation of finance, and all the stuff in that specific division. And so like every time they would go like to conventions, they would call us and say, "Hey, we're gonna be in XYZ. So, you know, you can come, we can meet." So they went to the branding expo on Vegas in 2017, and when we were there, I approached you know the vice president and said, "Dude." my sales are low because you have no control of quality, you know, on who is entering. We have a keyboard staffing issue, stuffing issue now on Amazon where you have thousands of the same design with the same exact keyword. And even if you go in, you cannot rank them because it's no way to rank the same keyword when there are thousands of keywords mm-hmm. in there. The answer that he gave me is the one that told me I need to get out of Amazon. It took me about two and a half years to finally get out of Amazon. But he tells me, you, the, the sellers are not our concern. It's the, it's the consumer, mm-hmm. right? If the consumer is getting what they want, I don't care. We have a thousand offerings. If in the first page of the offering, they find what they want, we don't care if you make money or not. Yeah. I spent thousands of dollars every month on paying you for services, for fees, for storage, for transportation for logistics, for disposal, you know, mm-hmm. for claims, for whatever the reason it is, I spend thousands of dollars and I have friends who spend millions of dollars, you know, and we are your, your customer. And he says, no, you're partners. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we are not, you know, because we are not sharing the profits. You know, we are, we, you, we follow your rules and, you know, to him, it's like, no, you to the, to the Amazon mentality, you are partners, you are not consumer customers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And that's when I finally said, you know what, this is not potential for this. And it wasn't the pandemic that I couldn't find absolutely no product that I was like, you know what, this is a perfect time to stop doing retail arbitrage. I use liquidate. And I said, I use, I use liquidate. Mm-hmm. I lie. I'm still liquidating. Yeah. <laughs> I still get boxes in my garage. And I'm like, oh my God, I still have this. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a never ending, but around that time is when I started going into into it, Etsy. Okay, so um, tell me about your transition now. So you went to the print on demand. You were already doing print on demand and doing well on Amazon, the merch by Amazon. They really, and we know that whether they say that out loud or not, we know as sellers they really don't care much about us. They want to they make sure that the customer is happy. If the customer leaves a bad review, they don't care about us. They they care that the customer is happy or not happy. Give them the money back, and they'll keep coming back. So oh yeah, even though they they ask these questions right in 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 the members in our portal members areas, like are we doing a good job? They no, no, they don't care. They keep asking about that. You know, yeah, they, I know. I, I call them Amazon seller poll jokes when they put those little polls out there. And it's like, rate your blah, blah, blah. Do you feel that Amazon cares about you? I literally like want to be like, is there a laugh out loud like option here? Because like, no, they could care less. Even if you make $10 million, I promise you, even oh, no. if you make $10 million a year, Amazon doesn't care about you at that point. However, 
Amazon pays my mortgage. <laughs> so because of that, I stay on the platform and I do what I'm good at, but I try not, I, I just follow all the rules. I make sure that everything's there and all that kind of stuff. But I've also diversified my income streams because I don't want Amazon to be in control of all of my income. So I've got an eBay store. I've got Amazon. I've got Mercari. I've got mommy income. I've got some other things where I'm making money in multiple places. And so I love how that you made a transition to Etsy. So after discovering Amazon and how much they really don't care about you and then they said to your face, you're thinking, okay, I've got to get out of this. So what um, what did you start doing on, e on Etsy and Shopify? Tell us about the transition into that. Well, Shopify, I, mean, I have had it for a while, right? It's pretty much print on demand, print on demand, print on demand, t-shirts, you know, mugs, tumblers, anything that is print on demand. Um, so that has always been there. I have sold a couple of my stores already. Like I reached... You know, the beautiful thing about an a Shopify store is that it's, a, it's an asset. Yes. Right? You open an LLC with it. You go on it. You, well, I mean, don't open it immediately. Once I start making money, I open an LLC. I transition it, you know, to that, that brand. And then once you get enough email emails and you have a proven track record of sales, it's a tangible asset. So I every time I open a Shopify store, I always say, if I can sell it for, you know, for $150,000, I'm out. And then I start another one. I know how to start Shopify stores that I don't care, you know. Yeah. So it's I, I it's it's faster. So you can get you you know I can get to that number in about a year, year and a half, where I can sell them. So I'm like I'm fine, and I don't I don't focus full time in there in building that brand because I know it's is to sell it. I'm not looking for my passion brand that I'm gonna be retiring with it and da da da. It's a business for me. It's an income stream, right? You know, and the Facebook ads. And the ads, it's, they're not as cheap as they used to be once. I could convert a t-shirt for less than a buck on Facebook. Now it's taking me about 2 $3 to convert a shirt. Sometimes more ads are getting more expensive. So it's, you know, it takes a little longer. So I'm like, okay, I do that. But the reason I went to Etsy is because I never touched Etsy because Etsy was a handmade place. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and I was doing absolutely nothing handmade. The only thing I was doing handmade were mocks at one point because I was doing Amazon custom and I had my mock printing machines in the back, you know, in, in one of my, in my garage and people would send me their pictures and then I would just put in the mock. And so I got tired of it doing Amazon custom and asking people for the pictures because Amazon doesn't have a section where you can tell them exactly, you can tell them what you want from the picture, but they will send you horizontal verticals, like two cavites. Mm -hmm. They will send you, but what turned me completely off is people send me very se like sexual pictures like of their genitalia, you know, mm -hmm. they can picture and say, put it in a mug so that would, so then they would say, so that you can remember me every time you have a cup of coffee. And I'm like, okay, this is not healthy. Yeah. And the last one was like, somebody sent me a picture of a toilet and a turd. Yeah. And, and he asked me for a hundred of those, you know, and I'm <laughs> like, I, so I messaged them and I'm like, okay, what the heck is this? And he is like, oh, these are religious. I'm quitting my job in two weeks. And I want to give one of these going away gifts to every single one of my ex, you know, uh, co-workers. Oh, my goodness. So I'm <laughs> like, crazy. So I'm like, you know what? I am. I was like, okay, I know, I know sexual was probably the worst part. But yeah. when I got this one, I'm like, okay, this is going to get more and more and more random. Yeah. You know, and. I'm going to get in trouble with Amazon because one day I'm going to get something that is going to be pedophilia or something. Yeah. And I, I cannot filter it because they're in control of what goes through it. 
Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It, this is not going to happen. So I said, uh, out, out of this. And I, but then I rediscovered that you could do it print on demand. I was like, ah, okay. So I did that on Shopify and then Amazon. Then Etsy announced that they had made a partnership with, with at the time, um, Printful. Then somebody had the wonderful idea to go and post that on Freeze Green's Facebook group that were 180,000 members mm -hmm. that now you can sell on Etsy. So you can imagine in less than a week, Etsy was floated with print-on-demand products with very low quality because a lot of people selling on merch by Amazon, sadly, they are they were used trying to see what stick to the wall because, because you have the tier system level, people create an unlimited amount of crappy designs mm -hmm. and then you subload them because there is zero cost and zero risk and zero, you know, anything. Yeah. So they thought they would do the same thing on Etsy and now they go and upload, you know, hundreds of listings with absolutely nothing sellable, hmm. you know, and, and then I go also with my Etsy, with my, 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 and it was not really that great. So I was like, okay, this is not going to work. And one day I was just searching around Etsy and I saw that people were selling digital files and yes, digital files and print on demand and print printed printables on, on Etsy are huge. As a matter of fact, that's where I go for most uh, printables. If I'm looking for something, yes. you know, just like for my daughter for school or something like that, I'm like, Oh, I'll just go to Etsy. I know someone will sell this for five bucks and I can print one that's like custom or even not custom sometimes just picking them. So, so that's interesting. So you're, you're checking around on Etsy and you find, you know that they're the people are doing these digital files of all kinds of stuff everything from like elementary school charts to printing actual prints that people then oh, that, put came, as that came later that came later like yeah. that was i'm talking is like svg files for the crickets and for stuff like that okay awesome. you know and like transfer paper like so i was like i have like five thousand designs that i had no use because you know i had full-time designers that were just pumping up junk mm -hmm. okay and so i'm like let me make some bundles with these designs that I never sold and see what happens, you know, like, so you, and they started selling, you know, and I'm like, okay. Then I said, okay, this, I'm going to make this black and white and I'm going to make an SVG file used for a cricket machine. And they were selling. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm making more money on blanks than actually selling print on demand products, mm -hmm. shipping them, risking traffic, shipping, you know, getting lost, somebody, mm -hmm. you know, People on the internet have a fat, have a tendency of having a different type of mirror that when they are 300 pounds, they look at themselves and they feel like they're 120 mm -hmm. and they order a small size when they are like 3XL. And then like, this doesn't fit and then they send you a picture where you're like, okay, you look like a tuna can. You know, it's like, <laughs> no way this is going to fit, but they want a refund because, you know, you sold them something that wasn't the right size. I got tired of that issue. So I don't longer sell t-shirts on, on Etsy. I still sell a lot of print and demand. Okay. I sell the home decor. I sell, you know, um, supplies, you know, for, um, and mostly, mostly home decor and some, uh, you know, tumblers and stuff like that, but nothing cheap. I realized that Etsy is a middle income marketplace or higher. Yeah. And it's a more educated marketplace. So they tend to spend a little more money in the product. So I don't have to go cheap. 
And they um, expect a higher quality, especially they high quality. that are looking for, you know, uh, that's why Etsy is supposed to be either true vintage or handmade because that's their platform. They don't want a bunch of cheap Chinese sellers that are coming in here selling a bunch of stuff like dollar store items. These are handmade. These are very niche. That's very um, specific about what people are buying there. And a lot of people are buying stuff to then create new things with on Etsy. So that's another thing that, you know, figuring out, knowing your customer. I'm always talking about knowing your customer. And every platform has a different demographic. For example, Amazon, everybody on Amazon, they want mostly, I would say 99% of people on Amazon, they want fast shipping, they want it delivered, and they want brand new items. Now, yes, you can buy used books and some used stuff on Amazon, but the majority of Amazon customers, people want variety, speed, convenience, variety, and they want it fast. So that's your Amazon customer. They're willing to pay extra to get something shipped, two-day free shipping, you know, everything from your HDMI cords to grocery items to your Nike shoes. They just, they want it. They want it delivered. They're busy. They don't have time to shop. eBay people are looking for one of a kind kind of items, rare collectibles, and cheap. eBay customers want the bottom line price. They want auctions. They want to buy something for five bucks that's worth 50. You know, eBay is just going to be a bottom line price customer. And then you have your Etsy customers. Your Etsy customers are a little bit more sophisticated, like you said, a little bit more sophisticated. They're looking for custom. They're looking for unique, different, but higher end. They, they want something handmade, but they don't want it, you know, junk handmade. They want something that are good, high quality, unique gifts, different, bizarre, kind of strange things and or crafty kind of create it, do it yourself, DIY type stuff. So knowing your customer and which platform you're selling on really helps you cater to them because there's different customers on different platforms. friends, I hope you're doing well with adding bundles to your business, but I know it's not always that simple. Do any of these sound familiar to you? You're really excited to start wholesale, but it's been harder than you thought. Maybe you've got thousands of ideas, but no firm direction. Perhaps you're stuck in analysis paralysis and you can't figure out what to bundle. The struggle is certainly real. It's easy to revert back to what's comfortable when things get difficult. The good news is you don't have to do this alone. There are answers to your questions and there is help available. I want to personally invite you to join the Amazon Files Hub community. The Hub is a perfect place to make deeper connections and get the answers and extra training you need to grow your business. In this exclusive membership community, you will receive brand new training and a special question and answer session each month, plus access to all previous trainings since the creation of the Hub. That is a ton of new training you can access right now. You will learn things like brand registry, advanced Q4 tips, what to bundle, how to research on a deeper level, bookkeeping, PPC, and more. The best part, the training is member driven. You get to decide what training comes next. This is where I spend all my time. Come hang out with me and other members who are walking down the same path towards long-term Amazon success. If you need additional support in your Amazon business, this is the place to be. To learn more, go to mommyincome.com slash hub. The hub is reserved exclusively for Wholesale Bundle students. If you're not yet a Wholesale Bundle student, don't worry, I have something special for you too. I can't wait to see you inside.
So you figured out your eBay or your Etsy customer is a little bit more, you know, middle income. They're going to spend a little bit more money, which also helps you, especially if you're selling digital files, make a little bit more money off the top. So um, you start yes. with the digital files. What, what, uh, uh, and that's for the cricket machines, you said? Yes. And you nailed it, right? Etsy is that. It's exact, exactly that. It's a more female oriented marketplace. Amazon is very balanced. Etsy is probably 80% females buying. Mm-hmm. And yes, they will buy things for men. But they will buy things for men that are more into feminine side in the design, like all ma- very manly designs. And Etsy will not sell because, you know, it's female buying for the man. There are, and there's also the two trends, right? There is like the the the, the ones that we're looking for very unique, very hipster, you know, like stuff. And then it's the very conservative middle of the class. I'll buy not the only things made in America mm-hmm. type of consumer. And that's what they go to Etsy. They are like, I don't want to go to Amazon because I don't want to buy Chinese crap. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Etsy because I want to support a, a, you know, a small business doing things in America, manufacturing in America. So having a big sign in your store that says, hey, I'm, I, it, it's made in America. It's a big plus when people go into Etsy and look into that. They're looking for that. And because it's it's it's, it's you know it's different school of thought. So you have and it depends. And your niche will take you, you know, to those specific consumers. You know, when you're looking to sell and it's not to sell, but finding products like that and people are willing to pay a little extra when you have that tax saying you know made in America, produced in America, manufactured in America, because it tells them, hey, I'm not bringing things from China. You know, yes. I. I am doing it here. I'm using US, you know, US employees to manufacture and do it. Da, da, da. So I'm different costs. And people are like, yeah, I'm okay to pay because they're looking for that unique product. You know, they're like, the other day I was talking to my, you know, my mastermind, you know, my coaching students. And I told them, you know, let, let's start selling tower curtains. And I remember talking about that in uh in a workshop that I did, open workshop, that it was like anybody was there. And I thought shower curtains, people told me, you're nuts. The shower curtains are $35, use the blanks. Mm-hmm. You have to sell those for $70 or $80. And I'm like, yes. Yep. And, and I'm like, and? And like, <laughs> nobody's going to pay for that. I'm like, how much would you pay for that? I asked the person. He's like, I'll pay $5 for a shower curtain. I'm like, okay, let me get you went to five below or yeah. one of those places. It's like, yeah, there is no need for me to spend more than $5. I'm like, my wife, you spend $300 in a whole decor for the for the for the kit for the shower you know yeah the shower, the ba- the shower, bathroom the decor yeah it's huge. i said just go to don't even go to the mall to macy's and stuff like that just go to target mm-hmm. and you will see that a shower curtain can be 70 to 80 dollars she's like there's no way so and it just also tells you right it's a lot of the people that go into etsy has that barrier or barrier of entry they want to sell cheap because it's what they will afford to pay people in etsy will pay more yeah Okay, but most people don't have that mentality to charge the more and sell the more quality products because they, in their heads, they will not buy them. Mm-hmm. And there's something that you have to keep in mind that you are not your ideal customer. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I've been preaching that for so long, even with people with the wholesale bundles. And I tell them, okay, you guys, wholesale bundles charge at least 20% more than what you're thinking because your customer, they, they're not you, you know, you might not pay, you know, uh, you know, a lot of us as entrepreneurs um, and, and sellers and resellers, we are, um, 
very aware of price differences. We're very aware of like, um, we buy low and sell high. That's what we do. That's not everybody's like that. Some people don't care how much it costs over here. They see what they want. They want it. They want it in two days. They want it now. Or your Etsy customer will see, hey, this mug might be $30, but it has my dog's picture on it. And that's what I want. I want a picture with my dog on it. And, and this, and I want a high quality that's going to last a long time. So I'm willing to spend $30 on that to where, you know, even like Christmas gifts and things like that. I got a custom Etsy Christmas gift from my daughter, which I loved. And I, who knows how much it costs, but like she wanted something new, something custom, something she could only get from there. So I think it's really helpful to really, really, uh, for people that are listening, price your stuff higher. What's the worst that could happen? If it doesn't sell, you lower the price. But if you're, it, it's, it's a price mentality as well. Um, I've studied customers and how they buy and what they, how they make their decisions. Most people, if they find an item, they might price shop for a, a few minutes and they're going to see, okay, average, you know, this one's $200. This one over here is $50. And then the one in the middle is about 130. Most people look, oh, this one's high. It's too expensive. It's whatever else down here. They think cheap is going to be cheap. It's going to be low quality. So people land in the middle somewhere and go, okay, this one's reasonable. It's not super expensive. It's not the cheapest one. So I'm, when I tell people to pick prices for things and they're worried about pricing themselves out, oh, that's too expensive, too expensive. Ju there's Louis Vuitton and Walmart. That's all I have to say. There's a customer for every brand, for every price tier. You're going to have your Louis Vuitton high-end people that only want the biggest, best brands, and they think expensive means better quality. It's true a lot of times, but it doesn't always true. And then there's your bottom of the line. I don't care how much it costs. I just want it to be cheap. Walmart, you know, just go in, get it when it works, and then somewhere in the middle. And most people relate price to quality and value. And so we have to think about that. You always want to be somewhere towards the top or in the middle because mentally, psychologically, we do believe, we all believe at some point something costs more, it's usually better quality. And if you think it's cheaper, it's probably going to be cheaper. And so shop like customers, price like your customers are buying. That's always my great advice when it comes to that, because people will say, oh, I can't sell there. That's going to be too expensive. You know how many times people have said that to me? And I'm like, oh, no, someone will pay $100 for this. And sure enough, they do. <laughs> you know, yes. I'm, I'm, I mean, we're, we're in the same page completely. And sometimes it's, you know, like you talk about sometimes more is less. Let's go now to the printables that you were talking, right? You go right now and search for unicorn coloring books, coloring pages. You will find thousands. But then you will see that the ones that sell are the ones that offer less for the same price. You can find for $5, somebody selling you 100 pages of coloring pages. And then you can find somebody that gives you five coloring pages for the same $5. And then you look at the sales, the one with the five is selling more. Why? Because when somebody is going, it's like the daughter's like, mom, I want a coloring page for a unicorn. Mom goes to Etsy. Oh, I found it. I don't need a hundred. I don't know what to do with a hundred. I just need this one because now with the five, you're showing them which five you have inside. So, oh, this one is very nice. I'm going to buy those five. They download it and they go and give it to the daughter. You can create 20 different listings, 40, 50 different listings with those hundred designs. And if you just improve them a little bit, make them a better coloring page give them a, be a better perception value and sell them for that. Etsy is not all about volume. You know, mm -hmm. you go to eBay and it's like, I give you a hundred, I'll give you five. In eBay, people will go and snatch the hundred. Just because they can say, I got a great bargain. I got a hundred. 
And Etsy exactly. is about, I got what I needed, you know, and I got exactly what I wanted. That's five is perfect. There's people selling sometimes only one coloring page, mm-hmm. for $3, and they sell them for $3. Why? Because people saw the image, like, this is what my daughter wants. This is what I want. I'm guilty. That's me. Right. And I love that because that's understanding your customer, which is how you make money in a marketplace. I don't care if you're selling print on demand coloring pages or Louis Vuitton bags. If you understand your customer, what they want, what they expect, what they need, you can make money doing these things. And I love you know that comparison there too, because that's me. I literally paid $6 for a chart, one piece of a downloadable paper that I could print. And it was this chart that I needed um, specifically for um, a school project that my daughter was doing. And I was like, I didn't found it. I Googled it, found it on Etsy, was able to print it in less than five minutes and like $6 for one. And I saw the same thing you saw. It's like, oh, get, get 10 charts, get this, get that. And I'm like, I just need one. I don't need 10 charts. Why would no. I pay even $5 to buy 10 when I only need one? And this is also what I talk about with reverse bundling too on Amazon even, is that, you know, you'll go to a place like Costco and I love Costco. I have a family of five. We're a big family. We eat, you know, whatever. But my mom is never going to go to Costco because she's a single person living by herself and to buy stuff in bulk at Costco is nothing. But she likes Costco brand. She likes some stuff. So it's like reverse Costco. It's you take the big sets and you break them up into singles because some people don't need 16 cans of tuna. They only want two, you know, and so they want the the brand. So the same type of thing is that figuring out your customers and just because something has more units doesn't mean it's more valuable. Sometimes people don't want five of something. They only want the one. So I love that Etsy gives you an opportunity to be able to create those things. And with digital files, it's no overhead. You're not storing anything. You're not, you don't have space over here. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, you have a Etsy course, right? With all this transition and going into from Amazon to then out eBay and, and making your way on Etsy. What is your course about? I know you have the no BS Etsy course, which I'm really <laughs> excited to tell everybody about. So tell me a little bit about your course. Well, uh, no BS Etsy course is my new Etsy course, right? I used to have a course that was called uh, um, Etsy POD Secrets. Mm-hmm. and I was really into be entrepreneur demand. I had the course, but in the last year, Etsy has changed so much. Even the way you create your listings, it's like they, it's like they have fun messing with us. They keep changing the whole the whole platform where they remove an app, they added another app, they do all this stuff. But Etsy has become more than just print and demand, right? For for entrepreneurs, because Etsy was before when I made Etsy Beauty Secrets, it was literally used. The handmade people that were doing things in the back of the garage, you know, doing like woodwork or jewelry or stuff like that. And then it was the print on demand people. Um, and then there were some of the vintage people, right? But right now, Etsy in the last year or two has grown so much where printables came into work, into, into, into place, right? Printables were like used as very small segment in the Etsy world right before the pandemic. Like they were used like some cricket products. There were some printable, like it's on agenda, some coloring pages, but there was nothing to be serious. People wanted to buy, you know, uh, printables. They would go to teach pay teachers. They would go to create a market. They would go to all these other web platforms. But something happened in the pandemic that people started using printables and they became very dependable on printables where they couldn't go to the store to buy a gift card, you know, Christmas cards. And now they go and print them. They couldn't go to, you know, um, to find 
any crafts or anything like that. So to, to keep the kids busy, well, they will get some printables. So now you can do some airplanes or whatever you want to do. Homeschooling become an issue. Now you go into Etsy and it's before you go and search for printables for education and all you will find is these little scribbles or the ABCs. Now you can find full curriculums, mm -hmm. you know, for second grade, third grade, fourth grade, following Nexus to SYC pattern. Blah, 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 blah. And they have like videos and stuff like that. And it's like, it has become so much. The vintage marketplace has also grown a lot because people started going to garage sales and guys are going to, you know, um, go, going back to the basics of, you know, flipping stuff. And it has to be 20 years older and you have to prove that it's a vintage product. So it has to be true vintage, not because you not because you say it's vintage, you have to prove that it is. So all toys and stuff like that are starting to have a comeback on Etsy and people you people go and buy, you know, piece of jewelry, piece of decor, because right now we also have the new generations that want to decor the houses like the, our grandma's house used to look. Cottage so, core. <laughs> so now they go and buy all those old, old vintage decor and to bring them to the house. I have no idea why. I, I don't either. I think it's so ugly, but hey, I still ugly have nightmares. I say that, that all but, the time. Ugly but they stuff. want to. So. It, it, it's it's expanding into different areas, right? And handmaids and stuff like that and pinches. So I want to put a course together and first help you launch your store, how mm -hmm. to set it up correctly. There's a lot of people that open stores and immediately get banned mm -hmm. because they didn't enter the checking account align correctly with their business name or their address or something. And when Etsy went to the verification, it's like, yep, they're boom, banned. And then you have to be banging at doors and asking them to, to, to establish because you didn't want to validate your checking account and your credit card and your checking account didn't match. Yeah. And he's, you know, so there are little, little mistakes. And then you go and, you know, and create your access. And then when you start creating your, your profiles, you don't do it right. It, one thing about any marketplace, when Nexus is optional, it's not. Mm. It's, you know, like in Etsy, when this is it's optional, Never is option. Nothing is optional. Everything has a value. It, yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't put it there. They're just saying, okay, you're lazy. You just feel the ones that you, we really want you to feel, but the ones are optional. Yeah. We want to know about it too. Right. <laughs> fill it in. You know, if you're ever listing any product, you fill in every single blank that you can possibly do. Because like you said, this is valuable to somebody. Some people look by a part number. Some people look by image searchings. That's why your images are so important to have close-ups and different things like that. But then your keywords are important. Fill out every single thing and any listing that you can fill out. I have a video in the course that I show the impact of you creating a listing with the minimal required and the impact it makes if I do every single optional and I and it takes it I don't I don't want to lie about the number but it was like 200,000 listings and if, if somebody was to get like obsessed in the filtering system and you feel everything in the blanks you're competing against 70 listings mm -hmm. you know because it yeah. just goes some people just like to go and drill down every single possible that they find the right match they're looking for that's literally me i know for some people listening going who does that people just put stuff in the search box no i actually pick categories and pick things when i'm looking for something specific because i don't want to look through a hundred thousand listings trying to find what i need i try to be very very specific about okay this category or this item because i don't want to fish through that many listings to try to find the 
the one thing that I'm looking for. So yeah, always use the optional um, items that are listed there, the optional um, descriptions and different um, drop down boxes and things like that, because everything makes a difference. Yeah. So like the course has about 35 different videos, 13 different sections, lots of bonuses. We give templates for designs. We get templates for all your images that you need to use you guys, at the store. I've taken a look at the NoBS Etsy, and I'm telling you, like the value that you're getting from this course for the price that it is is insane. Like I'm not, I'm surprised that. Like I'll just be honest, it's too cheap. <laughs> you need to raise your price on this course. Oh, it's, being, it's really, being raised. You it's really raised. are. You really are teaching someone a new income stream: how to start, how to grow, how to how to get started with Etsy, how to not make mistakes. This is why we pay for education, you guys. Because if you don't know about Etsy and you're like, okay, I want to do another um, income stream and I want to try this out. Um, you again, you can get banned and make mistakes just by not linking your checking account correctly. So you want to have this step by step. And you guys, the uh, I want you to go to mommyincome.com forward slash Etsy. You're going to find Fernando's course there. It is amazing. And there's some bonuses and some extra like workshops and lives that he did. Don't skip those. Those are so amazing. I mean, this is an expert of 25 years, more than me even, 25 years of e-commerce experience from eBay, Amazon, liquidations, Facebook Marketplace, and Etsy. This is an expert. And for $147 and some change, you can have education to help you start another income stream. An income stream that's making people thousands of dollars a month. And you're not, you don't have to hold inventory if you do printables. Now, I'm not much of a printable person. I'm not very creative when it comes to digital and things like that, but I am a vintage jewelry reseller and Etsy is an amazing place for that. I sell a lot of smalls because I don't have a lot of, I don't want to store a bunch of stuff. So I sell a lot of smalls and I like doing that. So you guys, this is so, the value here is so crazy. If you can learn how to make money in another way, that's worth your investment, right? So um, mommyincome.com forward slash Etsy. You're going to get Fernando's course there. It's like less than 150 bucks. I know it's not going to be that price forever because this mm -hmm. is your this is your beta launch, right? This is going to yes, be I'm, like- I, I'm just adding like, like this, this week I'm going to be teaching a workshop on print and demand. Yeah. Because I was like, I can make a video for 10 minutes or I can teach a, a workshop for two hours. Mm -hmm. So I, and I'm just going to add the section there. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to be teaching one on principles, same thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to be added inside. And I sell to workshops independently sometimes, but this one, I, this course, I really wanted to resonate. Mm -hmm. um, to and it's everybody. new and updated, which I appreciate it's, because as as an Amazon curriculum creator here, I'm always updating my videos because Amazon's always changing stuff. So I love that your course is brand new and it's it's in it's today's date. You can start your Etsy as an additional income stream, and if you're doing the printables or the print on demand, remembering this is great for people who are. Um, maybe creative and do a lot of, you can create different like designers or anything that like people like to mess around with that. But you know, that's definitely not for me. I'm more of a tangible product reseller, but, um, you know, someone who just like wants to do a little bit on the side and you want to have some design ideas. It's a fun, creative outlet that also can bring you 
additional money using skills that you already have. So if you already have design skills or you're already pretty creative when it comes to those things, you've got to, Fernando's the best. You guys have to go in here and watch what he's doing. He doesn't skip steps. He doesn't um, sugarcoat anything. There's tons and tons of value and information in these courses and the workshops that he's going to do. The live workshops are amazing. You're asking questions, you're interacting, you're seeing his screen. Like this isn't um, fluffy stuff. This is like literally how you're going to make money on Etsy. So Fernando, thank you so much for sharing all of your, your insights and information. I've learned a ton uh, just by talking to you about Etsy and I know everyone else is too. So again, mommyincome.com forward slash Etsy. You're going to get Fernando's uh, course there. And of course, all the bonuses that he's adding there. Um, this is really good stuff. You guys, I don't usually talk about other people's courses. Most of the time it's because they're not very good. But this, this is really good. And I wouldn't tell you that if it wasn't. So uh, mommyincome.com slash Etsy, get Fernando's course. And then I know you said you're going to be doing some live stuff coming up. So if you get the course already, then you're going to be invited to the live stuff that you can yes. actually see, interact. I'm all about live teaching. I really like live teaching because I feel like people can ask questions in the moment when they don't understand and then they can get that clarity. So if you guys jumping in now and then getting in on some of these lives that Fernando's doing for Etsy, um, Again, you know, there's multiple, multiple ways online if you will just learn and apply what you're learning to make a decent income on Amazon, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Mercari, all these different things. So uh, thank you so much for your time and your energy. A pressure. It's been so nice getting to chat with you again and kind of learning how our journeys have, have split in different ways. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be catching up soon. So again, don't forget that link, mommyincome.com forward slash Etsy. Get the um, course. Again, the price is going to be going up. It has to you have to raise the price on that. Oh no, it's even it's even in the sales page it says there that once I finish the first the the, the you know the first um set of trainings it's gonna go up because yeah. uh I'm used you know when you launch a course you have to wait for people to give you feedback and sometimes some videos need to be you know redone because people were not clear or blah 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 or the sound wasn't too perfect yeah. so I'm still in that area you know where people are giving me feedback but yes and yeah. you know just to wrap it one of the reasons why I do this is because I have a lot of coaching students and we meet every week. So I have access to their stores. I have access to over 20 stores at any given time. So I'm always looking at what is changing. So Etsy rolls something out in one store before he rolls it out on mine. I get to see it. Mm -hmm. So I'm always ahead of any changes. So I can, and I, I pass all of that to anybody who's learning from me because I'm like, okay, this is coming, guys. Be paying attention. I already saw it in one store. I already saw it in another one. This other store is having done that. This other store got banned because of this, this, and that. Now we recover because this and that. Like, for example, the work gift. Etsy doesn't want you to use the work gift anymore. Use like Amazon doesn't. You know, and things like that. So we just, we, we can we can be looking at stuff like that. So I'm always being able to keep update because, you know, most people, have they have their own store and they only work in their own store. And some people don't even work in their own stores. They use do courses. I work in so many people's stores every week. So I'm always up to date on what is happening. And that is a big, big advantage, you know, for my business and for everybody that is Absolutely. around as well. And you guys, wholesale bundlers, um, if you're listening, wholesale bundlers, I have a client who has a wholesale bundle box on Amazon and Etsy, and she does better on Etsy with her box than she does on Amazon, although she's doing really well with that. So if you're making wholesale bundles and they're gifty or they're, they're putting something together like that that's custom or you have your custom things, 
put them on Etsy. You have another outlet stream. You can also, did you know, you can also fulfill by Amazon to your Etsy customers so you can keep your stock at Amazon, list it on Etsy, and then ship it out. So, you know, using these multiple platforms, once you learn how to do Amazon, you're established there, now you add Etsy, and then you add another one, and you're using the same products. You're just putting them in a different form. Now, obviously, with Etsy, you have to obey the rules if you're selling, you know, single unit items. But as wholesale bundlers, we've created our own brand. We've created our own uh, gift boxes and accessory sets and things like that. So selling those on Etsy, if it applies to all the rules, um, you know, it's another outlet for you to sell the same things you're already selling. So this is just something to get your your feet wet into Etsy if you are new. Um, and then, of course, you can add the print on demand. But if you're only learning um, from Fernando how to set up your account, how to not break the rules, you guys, there's rules on every platform. And if you don't know them, you don't know the, you know, like you said, just with the word gift, like who would know that you can't use that word on Etsy, but you can use it all over other platforms. So it's really important to establish and get a good foundation of these things. So Again, thank you so much for that. I'm excited for all the different updates. I appreciate that you're updating the course as things are, are changing and that it's all brand new. Um, mommyincome.com slash Etsy. Make sure you get that. Yes, it's an affiliate link. I have to say that out loud because otherwise the government will come after me. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are there. <laughs> um, but please um, go and check that out. Um, Fernando's a fantastic teacher and he's always answering questions. If you have them, he will fill in the gaps for you if you don't know. And it's a great way to get started on Etsy as an additional income stream. And who knows, maybe you'll ditch Amazon and go straight to Etsy like Fernando did because it's it's just a maybe more enjoyable, more, more fulfilling. If you're a creative type and you're not creating, that sucks the life out of your soul. You need to be creating if you're a creative. And that's maybe a place that you can be doing that as well. So Again, thank you so much for coming to the Amazon Files. I, I know you could be anywhere else doing any other thing, and I don't take that for granted. So thanks for your time and energy. And y'all, we'll see you same time, same place next week on the Amazon Files. Bye, y'all. Are you an Amazon seller who's ready to experience life-changing growth for your business? Are you sick of gurus promising you'll make $100,000 in the next 30 days only to find out their process costs thousands of dollars for product development? Are you tired of finding good replenishable products to sell only to have your listing hijacked by lazy competitors? I was once right where you are. I started with retail arbitrage and I was driving from store to store by trying to find enough inventory to fill my Amazon store. And while that was profitable, it was not sustainable. Thinking I would upgrade to wholesale and make my millions that way was a complete disappointment too. With thin margins and high competition, I felt defeated once again. So other gurus promised private labeling was the way to go, but it cost thousands of dollars upfront and took nearly a year to develop and import these products. I needed something better, something faster with higher margins and lower competition. So I developed it myself. It wasn't until I began creating and implementing my new strategy where I finally had a breakthrough, a seven figure breakthrough. If you're ready to smash your competition on Amazon and finally have the breakthrough that you've been working for, I've got something to share with you. It's the exact system I created and used to sell over $5 million in products on Amazon. It's called the Wholesale Bundle System, and I believe it is the most sustainable, long-term business model available. It's also backed by proven success stories from people just like you who have finally found the Amazon selling breakthrough that they've been searching for. By implementing my wholesale bundling strategy, my business grew bigger than I ever expected. I'm talking about 
tripling my sales year over year. Now, I hear your doubts and your worries and concern. You've been burned before. You've heard all these things before. How do you know it's going to be different this time? Maybe you're still a small seller. Maybe you don't have a ton of money to invest in inventory. Maybe you're a beginner. But whether you're a seasoned seller or a beginner, you can start wholesale bundling for as little as $300 and have your first bundle up for sale in 30 days or less. If you are ready to learn more about this proven successful business model, it's time to take the next step. Head over to mommyincome.com system and discover the wholesale bundle system that I use personally every single day to create more than seven figures a year in income on Amazon. Again, that's mommyincome.com system. Let's get ready to bundle. Thank you for being a loyal listener. If you are ready to take your business to a whole new level, I'm ready to work with you. I'll be back next week with more strategies to help you succeed. Until then, step small and dream big. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Amazon Files podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes by heading over to mommyincome.com forward slash review. The Amazon Files will be back again next week. Thanks again for listening.